Please let me say this quickly as we try to settle in. Let me say this quickly. While the word of God is, um, well, church has been done in a way that sometimes it limits the freedom of the Spirit of God. It limits the freedom of the Spirit of God. People have had this idea that until I finish preaching and call you out, God has not spoken to you. Now, the problem with that is that my style of ministry is different. There are things I don't want to call you out to the public to say. Because people often remember the negative things. Is that true? So I prefer to minister. If I want to speak to somebody specifically on specific issues, what I do is that except where God points out to address somebody, I know that the Spirit of God is in the message to address every concern. So don't come here and wait. I may call you out if I feel like, but it's not really what I would prefer to do. I was in a service on Friday. I wasn't preaching. I wasn't invited to preach. I was just one of the ministers in the place. A lady walked in into the place. I could see the struggles over her. Just listen to me very carefully. I could see that, you know, some of these people, they look so good on the outside, right? But deep down, there's too many walls. Now, I could see that. Now, listen to me carefully. If I was preaching, I would allow the Spirit of God to address that, even as I speak. Now, I didn't have to call her out. But guess what happens? When another minister was given the opportunity, she called the same lady out. Right? And then, of course, she knelt down and began to say something that I would not want to say in the public. Right? Because people, just follow me carefully. And the reason I'm saying this is because God has told me, even from the beginning, whatever thing I do, I do through the world. Somebody say amen. So, don't skip the message and be waiting for when I will call you down, how to push you down. Let the message push down your heart where you are seated. Is that okay? Are you with me so far? Now, if there's something you don't understand, please come back and grab me. And for some people, I've asked them specific questions to see me at specific times because I prefer that some things are better said in private. Are you with me so far? Now, but everybody, how many of you know that before you came here today, God is already prepared for you? How many of you know that? So don't wait for something else beyond the message. I may finish the message and pray for some people. I may finish the message and tell you bye-bye because God has already spoken to you. Are you with me so far? No, so I want to address that. I want to address that because Pentecostalism has made it look like, okay, no, now let's, let's finish the message and then we're not going to ministration. So what is the message? Did I come to read news for you? No, the ministration is where? In the message. The Bible says, Romans chapter 1, verse 16 to, to uh, 15, 16, 17, I pray by. It says, I am not ashamed to preach the gospel for it is the power of God to deliver. That means the power of God to set a man free is where? In the gospel. And the gospel is a message that is preached. It says, for in it, the righteousness of God is unveiled. That means the nature of God that sets and delivers a man comes by the gospel. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to stop the move of the spirit. I may be moved to touch you or say something. But listen to me carefully. You are better built up when the message is going on. Are you with me so far? Yes, 
And I was sharing with them this morning, this has always happened here, all the time. After service, people come to me and say, Pastor, you know, when I was coming this week, I wanted to see you. But as the message was going on, you have already answered the question. Amen and amen. That has always happened in this place. And so, I'm saying this so that when message is going on, you are being ministered to. Are you with me so far? I say you are being ministered to. Are you with me so far? Look at what Jesus said to them. He says, the words I have spoken to you have already cleansed you. Jesus said. That's what he said to them. The message I brought forth has already cleansed you. Amen and amen. Bow down your head. Father, I thank you. Concerning this service, this day, this hour, this message, you have already heard me. And I thank you, Father, because everything we have agreed is now our reality. The blessings are already secured. The freedoms are already secured. The breakthroughs are already secured. We are only living it out from this moment. Thank you, Father, because this is our reality. We receive the word with joy in our heart. We receive the, the word with, with expectations, knowing that it's able to build us up and to deliver our inheritance to us. Thank you because we are victorious. Thank you because we are the righteous, not the sinners. Thank you we are the free, we are not in bondage. Thank you we are the blessed, we are not the cause. Thank you because death is not in our path. We are facing towards life. In the name of Jesus, we give you all of the praise and all of the glory. And everyone who prayed with me this morning, we say louder. And amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, church. It's always a wonderful privilege to be able to bring to you the word of God. As I say to them, the word of God, for the fact that a man is preaching to you from the Bible, does not make it the word of God. If it is the word of God, it must be the explanation of Christ. For the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word we know is Christ. So the explanation of Christ is the word of God. A man can read the Bible and see devils and witches and wizards only. A man can read the Bible and you know in the Bible Satan spoke. Is it true? Amrabah spoke. Is it true? Uh -huh. So those ones don't come for the word of God because they're in the Bible. The word of God is the explanation of Christ. And when a man hears it and receives it, that man is transformed from within him. That's what happens. There's a change that begins from the inside. And for those of you who are maybe just coming in, don't forget what we're doing in this month of March is to go back and reteach everything we taught from January. And the reason for that is because nobody is to be left behind. Somebody say a loud amen. amen. No, nobody is permitted to be left behind. Nobody is weak. Nobody is feeble. Nobody is struggling. We are all thriving in the grace of God. Somebody help me say a louder amen. amen. We are thriving where? In the grace of God. So we don't have a curriculum to finish because the word of God is a guide to our lives. It's not a knowledge we know in our head. It is something that guides our everyday life. The choices you make, the decisions you make, that's what the word of God is for us in this house. David said, your word is a lamp unto my feet, he said. That means your word gives me directions for my life. And those of you who are here, who have taken it to heart to follow the, those directions as the Spirit lead you, I'm sure you are still there. Oh, somebody say a loud amen. Is that true? Come on, let's celebrate Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. 
throne, we have been talking about that this year is the year of settlement. Have I said that before? And don't listen, you have to understand me. When I say something, I'm saying only what God has shown me, right? So, what I describe is what I've already seen. So, this year is a year of settlement, establishment. And I've said before in the beginning, you know, we start small by small and then we start to open up the mysteries. And I started first by saying that settlement can mean anything to you. And that's good. You may want to be settled in marriage. You want, may want to settle in, a, in your business, in career, in all of that. And all that is allowed. None of that is out of it. You may want to be stable financially. That's okay. It may be your health. You want to be stable in your health. That's perfect. For John, uh, Brother John, the apostle said, I wish above all things that you may prosper in how many ways? all things he says even as your health prospers right your soul is also prospering all around at the same time i love such scriptures that will say having all things together at all times in every situation it's not once in a while and so there's no aspect where you use it that is wrong we have grown beyond the knowledge of good and evil we're walking in the light of christ and so therefore Whatever you use it for is fine. Nothing is escaping. Now, but I have told you that the greatest of all blessings is the quality of person that you are becoming. When a man is transforming to become like God, his father. And now that's the blessing of all blessings. Because you know, I always say this, a man cannot give you what he does not have. Is that true? Uh, no matter how religious the man is, it don't matter how kind somebody is. He cannot give you what he does not have. And so, but I came back after we have gone through that and began to talk to you about what settlement really means. That the settlement of all settlement is when a man's heart is settled. Did I say that to you? Ooh, that's the beginning of all things. That's the beginning of a new life. That's the beginning of living a life that will even shock you yourself is when a man's heart is settled for what is a man if not his heart a man is great because his heart is great a man is rich because his heart is uh, rich a man is a giver because his heart is liberal have you seen some rich people who are very stingy if you go and do a service for them they want to treat you have you seen people like that those people have money, but they are poor in their spirit. That's why they want to keep anything. If you do business with them, they have billions too. They want to cheat you in these thousands. They have physically, but their heart is poor. That's why they will cheat you. Listen, Satan does not need to wind his finger to make them to cheat. Like Satan says somewhere, say, you know Nigerian movies. Shh, cheat now, cheat now. No, no, no. No, 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 no. For what is a man if not his heart? He is cheating because his, he has physical money, but his spirit is what? Poor. So that means he's empty. So instead of him to let that 10,000 go, he will take time to come up with stories to take the 10,000 from you. And until he does that, he can never be satisfied. So what is a man? A man is settled, sir, because his heart is settled. A man is at peace because his heart has come to that place that the Bible calls shalom. Nothing missing. 
nothing broken. It is settlement of settlement. It's hard settlement. When a man is settled in his heart, give that man any mountain, he will conquer it. Give that man any mountain. Give him anything. And that's why Jesus came. Remember, the miracles Jesus performed was to send a message. But the greatest of all miracles he came to perform was to change men's heart. That's why he spoke over and over. That's why he ministered over and over. Trying to help men to change their mind. To change their heart. And so today, I'm going to continue to talk about that heart settlement. Because that is the highest order of things. You might do well financially in one way, but you are still troubled. Your health may be okay, but money no the, the pocket. Don't forget, the ministry we have here is complete because it ministers to your spirit, soul, and their body. Those dynamics are supposed to be balanced. Don't be too spiritual that you don't care about your body. And then suddenly when the body shuts down, the spirit is off. They need both. They need one another. Is that true? Don't focus too much on the body that the spirit is hungry. No, they must all be fed side by side. For that is what brings us to wholeness. Somebody say wholeness. Let me hear you say wholeness. The vision, let me say it now, right while I'm here. The vision of this church, where we are moving to, is to set up a wholeness center. That's what we're going to. Is to set up a wholeness center. That's what we're going to. In this city, where we minister to people's spirit, soul, and their body. Don't forget that. Hold that at the back of your mind. I am not looking to build a gigantic edifice. I'm looking for a space in this city where men will be ministered to. Spirit, soul, and their body. That means we have services that minister to people's spirit. We also have services that minister to their physical health. We also have services that minister to every aspect of their life, including their families. That's what the vision is. That's what the vision is. And so that when a man comes in, we look at you, we know that your health needs attention. We pray for you, but we send you to where to get uh, help. Does that sound nice? I think we should celebrate Jesus for that. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I was in a service this Friday, and I saw somebody, prophet, you know, prophetess. Prophetess. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Brother Jim said to me, Pastor, these people, are they even, will they even receive this truth? You know, they don't worry. Because when you see people, if this one is prophetess, this, this one is prophetess, that, this one is mountain moving, that, this one is this, this one is that, you know. And when I see, say in those kind of places, I stay quiet. So, I'm looking at this woman. She came and stood up to say that she went to Cedar Crest Hospital. They looked at her knee. Her knee is giving up. So, they referred her to Germany. Her knee is so bad that they referred her to Germany. She needed to do knee operation, Right? She said, no, she left that place. And she went home and knelt on the knees and she's still in your knees. I wanted to call her out and say, mene, mene, take care of her. I will tell you straightforward, in a few months, your knees will shut down. Because your body weight is so much that your knee can no longer carry you. Except if you shed this weight. Maybe as you say, don't say the Lord. Maybe you believe. <laughs> Except if you shed this weight. I can tell you now, authoritatively, go and write it down. 
in a very few months your knees will not no longer be able to carry you pastor you don't believe in supernatural healing even if that knee gets healed supernaturally you keep that weight it will come back again and when we were settled in ushered in to be entertained as ministers she was there drinking sugar drinks see that's why i say okay people need help oh. don't, don't don't understand what i'm telling you so the ministry we are building must be the one that ministers to every aspect of their life we want to be have a place where you can come and buy the kind of food that is good for your body that's why i'm looking for a pack where we can do all these things today is not vision casting service maybe i should just expand a little bit more on that is that okay so that you know where we're going to that's why I'm looking, in fact, as we are here, we're looking for a park. And what we want to do in that park is to have different, different places where we minister. If you want to exercise, there should be a place for that. Right? If you want to buy fresh fruits to eat, we should deliver it to you. Whether you buy it, I will bring it to you. Right? We should have people who are experts in helping us to manage our diet. Is that, you think that God is in that? No, you think God is in that? Uh -huh, God is in that. Look up here, let me tell you. I have laid my hands on people and watched them get healed. I have given words of knowledge to heal people's physical body. But you know, pastors don't like to acknowledge the one that doesn't work. Because I've also prayed for people. It didn't matter I prayed for them. It didn't work. So I was asking God, why? Why is it? Why is it? So guess what? I was praying, just like we used to pray. I wanted maybe I needed more anointing <laughs> because I want to heal everybody maybe in fact what I was praying towards was organizing more healing services I kept praying I kept praying and God said to me I will never forget why do you want to wait for them to get sick before you hit them I never heard that before because in church what you talk about is healing not health but healing that's when somebody is sick he has diabetes we now start to call jehovah sharp sharp we command this diabetes to go and the man is eating, eating sugar god said to me why are you i never thought about that because i've been trained in the church all we talk about services is about healing miraculous healing he said why do you want to wait for them to get sick before you heal them you know that one they call low blow? It's like a low blow. I sat down. I started to pity for myself. How stupid I have been. Because that's actually stupidity. Why do I want to wait when things can be avoided? Why do we want to wait for somebody to have high blood pressure before we start calling the God that current high blood pressure? When God, in fact, in his infinite wisdom, he has given us skills and ways to avoid that. That's why I say, the ministry God gave to us is different because we want to really impact men's life. Are you hearing me this morning? And we want to do it in that way so that it doesn't matter who you are. Muslim, Christian, whatever. That's why we want to set it up as in a pack. Anybody can be ministered to. If you think God wants us to do that, you know, anybody should be free. If you have a health issue, there are opportunities. We need, we must have every, listen to me carefully. In this pack, we must have everything that is needed to minister to men spirit soul and their body don't forget that is the goal that is the goal 
Who is with me with on this? Who is with me here? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. This was not my message, you. Yeah? But is it good I explain this? Yes. All right. So that you know where we are going to. So I'm not looking for an edifice to build. We are looking for a space that we can relax and be able to minister. Him. There is a man we will see. We will see the, see the man down prophetically. I said, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Ufase, Oga, you need to lose weight. Because if you don't lose weight, this is what will happen. If you like, go somewhere else. Let them deceive you. When they deceive you, finish. You will come back. It's as simple as that. You, you will get sense. <laughs> Our gospel is the gospel of get sense. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Now listen to this. Oh, let me add a little bit more before I go to my message. Listen to this carefully. Man, if religion has made us to think that to move forward is that we must take God, we must continue to appeal and appease to God for Him to make us move forward. Meanwhile, everything you and I need to move forward, God has already given to us. We leave the wisdom of God manifested and then we develop ritualistic activities. We say if we call him Jehovah ten times, maybe if he has not heard, he will hear. No, sir. Let me give you an example. Before you and I got here, God has built my body and your body with the power to heal itself. Is that true? Yes. The greatest secret of medicine that they don't want you to know is that the body has the ability to heal itself. What will make that to happen is that the body has to be in a state, has the things it needs. Once those things are present, the body will heal itself. Question, did me and you pray or organize ritual for God to do that? Before we got here, he has already done that. He has given us a body. You didn't need to be born again to have that such a body. That's the body we all have. Now, for the body to do that, God knows he is one who built it. There are some vitamins and minerals that need to be in the body, like oil in the body, to help the body to do that. Before you and I know anything that is called prayer, to call Jehovah, Jehovah, sharp, sharp, before we know that, God has already provided that in the plants and the vegetables. Is that true? Is that true? If you stop down this building now, in the next one year, people don't enter here. Guess what will happen? Greens will start coming up everywhere. Now, so it is the sign that if I eat what I'm supposed to eat, supply the body what the body needs, the body will do what it's supposed to do. Do I have to go and cry to God for the body to hear that way? No. But guess what? We will refuse the wisdom of God. Leave what God has given to us. And be filling our body with all kinds of nonsense. Now, the body can no longer repair itself. The cells cannot do what they're supposed to do. Sickness of course. Now we start to call him Jehovah Shabshab. This is the problem, friends. What God is drawing us back to is the wisdom. In fact, the more I go, the more I see how real God is. Because everything has been put in place for us. It is the same thing today in the spiritual arena where we tell men that everything that you and I will ever need for life and godliness, the Bible says God has already given to us the price. They say no. They say no. There's a way you have to bend.
bend your knees. When you bend out, even if God don't want to answer you, when you there's a way, a pattern of kneeling down, you will kneel. You think God is your wicked uncle? No, he's not. No, we suffer and lack because we have refused to see the wisdom of God. But right here, we see it every Sunday. Somebody say amen. amen. That's what we do in this place. Hallelujah. We see that wisdom of God that makes your life balanced. That you live in this place, there are challenges, but you are thriving. How many of us feel that? Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now, let me go back to my message with the time I have left. I'm still talking about house settlement. Now, please note this. Note this one very carefully. Are you guys ready to give me a scripture? Okay, don't worry. I'll, I'll pick it out. Note this very carefully. Please, if you are writing, note this down. These are one of those fundamental truths that can change anybody's life. Where, let me start with myself. Where I am now, what I have, and what I'm doing, and what I'm experiencing is a function of what I have believed. Before I point you, I'm pointing to myself. Where I am now, my life experiences, the things I have and don't have, things that have happened, came. They are a sum total. They are a manifestation of what I have believed in my heart. I told you, what is a man if not his heart? A man is wealthy because his heart is wealthy. A man is poor. He may have PhD. He may know the Bible. Uh, he may be ascending to the third heavens and coming down. But he cannot pay his house rent because his spirit is poor. Right? Now, I, so I just said to you now, so that also means that where I am now and where you are now, what you have experienced, what you think that life has thrown to you, all of them are a manifestation or a fruit of what you have believed in your heart. Is that clear? What you have believed in your heart. That's why if you want to mess a man up, mess what he believes. Now I know that this kind of things sometimes turns hard for people. Because it's better for me to blame somebody else. To blame my father who didn't do well, my mother, you know, on my uncle who assaulted me and all that. I'm not trying to justify anything, but I'm just trying to tell you. That's why I say to people, what happens to you in life is one thing, but how that thing changes your heart is what matters most. How that incident changes what you believe, conjures your heart, stiffens your heart, is what is most important. A man can go through the toughness of times and come out victorious because he never touches that. In fact, you wonder, can this thing happen to this man? So, let me repeat. Fundamentally, don't forget. Remember, I'm talking about heart, 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 heart. Where I am now, where you are now, is a function of what you have believed. And that's your experience so far. So, that means, number two, notice. For you to go to another level, you have to believe something else. I have to go step by step. For you to experience another level, your heart first must shift. Don't forget, for what is a man if not his heart? And this is why the Bible will say, guide, guard, protect, shield your heart with all due diligence, he says. For out of your heart flows out 
the issues that means the circumstances and the experiences of life that's why the bible says guard your heart remember it didn't say you should go and combat the world it said guard your heart the thing peter breaks it further he says that means that the circumstances of a man's life is not determined by his age or his environment but what is in that man's heart so for you to move to the next level there has to be an adjustment in the heart i was in a place where they were praying for a candidate for governorship of a state and you know god will help he's helping us already anyway you know in that kind of place everybody starts to shine and pray and do all that stuff and i'm going to call the man this week because after that meeting he gave money to the pastors now i, I, know, I know why people want to do those things because they bring money quick 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 <laughs> he gave money to the pastor me i got my share he gave money to the pastors he gave one million right there for the pastors they transferred the money to him i'm going to call him this week and tell him sir i don't need your money to pray for you but i will tell you the truth if you want i'll transfer the money back to you first i know beyond every reasonable doubt that the position you are looking for is not settled in your heart it's not settled in your heart that's why sometimes you go like this you want to come back no sir if it's not settled this time leave it until it's settled if it means canceling what you have done cancel it and stand all over for what is a man if not that man's heart so i don't want to take your money and become a prayer contractor do i need the money here yeah, i gotta pay bills but i'd rather give it back to you are you with me so far this is very important in every aspect of our life what is a man i am not a political jobber if him listen to me very carefully we can become all religious and do all things but what transforms a man is what that man believes to get him to the next level that man must adjust what he believes i was going to read numbers chapter 14 you can write that down numbers chapter 14 verses 20 to 24 you can write that down and the spirit of god was drawing my attention to this if you read that place it will tell you how two people succeeded where millions failed only two people caleb and then joshua succeeded in a journey where millions failed numbers chapter 14 verses 20 to 24 if you read it that was the place where god said to them after moses have pleaded god said i have forgiven question grace life people look up here let me balance this one god says i have forgiven them because moses asked him why did god have to forgive them that time huh why did god have to forgive them each given time because they were still in their sins because they were still in their sins so when moses pleaded god said look i have forgiven you but now you know with christ forgiveness is an advance are you with me so far for we have all been totally forgiven somebody say very loud amen 
God has forgiven us. It's not forgiveness much more. It's eternal forgiveness. So God says, okay, your eyes are forgiving them, but none of them who saw my miracles from Egypt will enter the promised land. He said, except my servant Caleb. You know what the God says? Because he has a different spirit. It's on the board. Good. Turn this light off. Let's see it. The, then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your words. Good. Can you see that? According to your words. But truly, as I live, all the earth shall be filled with what? The glory of the Lord. I love the way God speaks. Whether you believe it or not, His glory will fill the earth. Somebody say a very loud amen. Watch this. Next line. Next line. Because all these men have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness. Did they see the signs? Yes. Did they see the miracles? Yes. Did it make them to believe? No. Because they are men of the flesh. That, that's why when you see somebody say, let us perform miracles so that they will believe. If I lay my hand on somebody on a wheelchair, the person stands up. You say, hmm, I believe. Because of miracle. Tomorrow you will see me pray for somebody else. The person doesn't stand up. What happens to your faith? That's a oh Jesus. That's a faith by the flesh. A faith that came because your eyes saw something. They saw the miracles. They saw the races split into two. They saw manna fall from heaven. And yet they did not make it. Listen to this. He says, and have put me to test. Now, these ten times, God was even counting and did not heed my voice. What voice did they not heed? God was giving them a good news. I'm sending you to a land of grace. Somebody say land of grace. Come on, land of grace. And that's the good news people don't believe today. It is too good, just too good to be true. How can you just be perfectly righteous, just like your father, and you didn't do anything? Too good to be true. The same thing, God said to them, I am sending you to a land flowing with milk and honey. A land where you will drink from wells that you did not dig. No, it was too good for them to believe. So every small thing, they will say to Moses, Uncle Moses, why did you bring us out here? Is it because there were no, that means they left the journey. But Egypt was still controlling their heart. They could never see where they were going to. So that's what God was saying. He said, they certainly, God said, because of their unbelief, they certainly shall not see, right, the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me. How did they reject God? In their heart. You can be as religious as you can be, but your heart is far away from God. That's why Jesus says, they only knew with their mouth, they call me names, Jehovah Yahweh. Jehovah thunder, thunder. Jehovah this and that. Jehovah that and that. When you finish, your heart is far away from God. He said, why? Now, look at this. Look at this. But my servant Caleb. What did he say? Because he has what? A different spirit in him. And he has followed me fully. He says, I will bring into the land where he went. And his descendants shall inherit. What you are reading, reading here, the, all the people who left Egypt and saw the miracles, only two people made it to the promised land. Is that, that, is that true? Joshua and uh, Caleb. 
This is the story of Caleb. And God is telling you why. He said because he has a different spirit. Why will a man stay in a country like this and prosper mightily? That man has a different spirit. That man has a different spirit. Other people's spirit will be more dead because there's no fuel. They start to say useless country. No one can succeed in this country. And you're going to succeed. This country, who? I beg. You cross the land and you are praying to succeed from the same land. That's why when people say pray for Nigeria, I say first of all, uncle, before I join you, what do you believe about Nigeria first? Pray for Nigeria to fulfill all righteousness. When you pray, finish. Father, this land is healed. This land is mad. You finish. Amen. This can come to yourself. But when you say amen, what is your spirit? Will not come out. You know, the prayer is rehearsed. It's religion is rehearsal. You have rehearsed it. Yeah. When they start to shake, I'll tell them, please, please. Come down, come down. You are shaking, you are shaking the wall your body. But God is moved by your heart. Ladies and gentlemen. God is moved. The Bible says, but my servant Caleb. Is going into the land not because he was the strongest fastest not because he was more brute than all the other people he said he has a different spirit because his spirit has seen the land his spirit is already in the land did i teach you about the end from the beginning the other people were looking back to egypt Caleb's spirit is already in the land this is how anybody can succeed where everybody fails One man succeeds where millions of God's people failed because he had a different spirit. His spirit was different from them all. And so I say to you, when I say spirit, what controls your spirit is what you have believed. That's what controls you. It's what you have believed. So for you to move on, don't forget, he followed them from Egypt. His spirit disconnected from Egypt. His spirit was focused on the promised land. These ones, their spirit were back. In fact, they will say to Moses, we remember, we remember, in Egypt, at least, we used to eat cucumber and onion. That's what they said to Moses over and over. They ate cucumber and onion as slaves. As slaves. Here, you are freedom, marching, and you are seeing the miracles of God. And yet, it was too good. They did not believe because it was too good. And that's why people don't believe our gospel today. It's just too good. Ah, Pastor, are you saying that God will do these things, or have not even would do, has done these things? And what do I need to do? So when you tell a man that you are righteous, 100% by faith, the man will ask, what have I seen? But when you tell that man that every man born of Adam is a sinner, listen to this, every man born of Adam is a sinner, that man will not ask you, what of that time I did good? Would that my good unmet me? They will never ask you that. Has anybody asked you that before? No. They agree 100% that in your sinnerhood state, it doesn't matter how many good you do, that good cannot undo your state. 
what they will know, what they would have asked you. You know, let us even say good and evil. You know that nobody is 100% evil. You know that, right? Even Hitler, who killed millions of Jews, had a dog that he loved. He had people who loved him. He loved them so much they loved him. When he asked them to go, they said, no. Where are we going? If you are dying, we die with you. So, they will not ask you, Pastor, what if, okay, I've agreed, okay, I've agreed that I'm a sinner. What if, if I do good, small, small, without my good, make me righteous? They will never ask you that. But notice that. When you tell a man you are righteous by faith, he will come and say, eh, what of, I know that brother, one brother who said he's righteous by faith, but he's sinning once in a while. <laughs> when he's once in a while corrupt his righteousness, you know why the question comes? Because the heart has not believed. When the heart is open to see the mystery of righteousness, those questions don't come. They come from the heart of unbelief. But we don't get frustrated. We continue to teach and trust that everybody will understand. Are you with me so far? So let me go back to my message. Because don't forget what I'm saying. Settlement is a hard settlement. But settlement comes by what you believe. Where I am now, where you are, is a function of what you have believed so far. To move to the next level, you have to believe something else. And that belief is like a light of God, the power of God in you. I just showed you where two men succeeded, where millions failed. They failed with God. Where millions failed with God, two men succeeded. And God tells you why. He said, because my servant has what? A different spirit. May that spirit be in you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I'm talking about the spirit that does wonders. The one that makes you look at things. When me and Arona Hata scatter, you say, peace be still. That peace doesn't come from that day. It's already present in your heart. When a man is full of peace, he interprets everything from peace. When man is full of trouble, even small, small things, problem they come out. Have you seen people like that? Every small thing is problematic. You start to wonder, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> it's his spirit. That's what is his spirit. That's what is in there. It doesn't matter what you... Even trying to do good for them, they will leave it in problem. Have you heard somebody before and the person is holding the thing? Next time you hear that the person say, this is, look at what he gave to me now. Have you, have you seen that before? Look at, you, you did good though that you are not supposed to do. There's no appreciation in their spirit. It can never come out. That's why we say a man can never give you what he does not uh, have. So what does the gospel do? This gospel is a solution to humanity. Because it targets man's heart. It doesn't tell a man you are good or bad. No, that will be working the knowledge of good and evil. Whether that man is good or bad in the surface, no, he starts to work on that man's side by telling him you are good. You are good, 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 you are good. No, the man is not good outside. No, no, no. But remember, God is spirit. He's working in our heart. You are good, you are good, you are good. Boom! That man starts to believe that he's good. Out of that which is in his heart, he will bring out. There were times when I used to go out here in Abuja, Sunday evenings. Uh, no, not Sunday evenings, so just most evenings. I drove by a club where they were selling drugs. Men standing there selling drugs. I pulled by and a man came to me. I pointed the man and said, you are good. You know what the man did? He first looked behind me. <laughs> he first checked behind me. I said, no, you. He said, me. He asked me, me. I said, yes, you. He said, you look back again. I said, no, you. I'm talking about you. I looked at him. I said, 
present. I am not speaking about your present situation. But I'm speaking because I see what is in your heart. You are here selling drugs, but you are not a bad person. You are selling drugs. Listen to me carefully. This is what we need to do. When we see somebody like that, hmm? we see a man selling drugs like that. This is religious spirit. Hmm? We, we confess now because God, <coughs> we are vexing for the man now on behalf of God. Huh? After we have won that verse, we now say the spirit is there as a minister to him. But don't forget what you are expressing is anger because that's what is in your spirit. You know what the man told me? He says, Sir, this life I live here, I will never worship on anybody. Is that a good man? You have to be able to look beyond men's activities and look at their spirit. I told him, I said, I know you're a good man. And that's what I was talking about. Forget that you're selling drugs. But if you help me connect you back to your heart, you will not be here. And I can guarantee that to you because I know why you are here. Now, that's how this is supposed to work. Forget about the drama. The question you should be asking yourself since you have been listening to me is what is in my heart? That's the question. I've told you that where you are now is a function. You can, if you like, can blame your wife. If you like, can blame uh, uh, who was the first president of Nigeria? Yeah, Say, if Nanda Zikwe did not do this thing, our life would have been like this. No, you are judging the outside things. The power is within. Somebody say within. And it's amazing that God has given all of us control over what is going on in our heart. Have you seen that? Yeah. He has given us control. So you have a control. You have that control to open your heart to the truth. Let the truth change your heart to start to believe right. If a man believes right, he will do right. That's the, that's the, see, when I talk about settlement, I'm talking about settlement of the heart. Are you with me so far? Let me round up here by saying this. What is the source of this settlement? What is it that comes inside a man's life and suddenly his heart starts to get settled? Remember, it's not activity. It's not running around. It is one thing. And that thing is the truth. Somebody say truth. Louder. If you are here, say truth. Louder. Let me hear you say truth. And when we say truth, what is truth? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the, the life. That means, I'm not talking about what you know in your head. I'm not talking about what you can teach other people. I'm talking about how God has accepted in your heart. That's the key of all things, friend. Because when Christ is settled in a master, I, you can be Pope, you can be Bishop, because I don't care. What I'm telling you is not what you are saying in your mouth. How much Christ has settled in your heart? Because if He is the seed in your heart, you will bring out the fruit. Guaranteed, 100%. Peace will come out. And I said to them, I said, that's why the gospel we preach today, when He settled in a man's heart, suddenly the weak become strong. Because right now, the weakness is removed from your spirit. Right now, you are no longer poor. Why? Because all your life, the poverty you are suffering now is the one your grandfather taught your father, your father taught you. And you are crying, so you seek to be wealthy. But your spirit is poor. You know they happen. 
For what is a man if not his spirit? Have I said that? When I say spirit, don't forget I'm using heart and spirit interchangeably. Same thing. For what is a man if not his heart? So when I say settlement, no wonder Jesus said, You can go home and read that. I'm not going to read that now because of time. John chapter 14, beginning from verse 1. You know what Jesus said, said to them as he was preparing? He said, Let not your heart be troubled. He said to them. Because he knows where the city is. Jesus didn't tell them 14 fundamental ways to fast, how to pray in the mountains, how to do all the tensions that we do. If prayer doesn't do it for you, praise will do it for you. Jesus didn't tell them those ones who. He looks at them and says, Let not your heart be troubled. Why? He said, Because I go to prepare a place for you. And when I'm done preparing that place, I will come back and get you. That where I am, you also may be. This one, great life first. Is that a future event or is it something that has happened? Hmm? Very good. Jesus was not talking about mansions, physical buildings in the sky. He was talking about our bodies. He says, I'm going to die. To die. To go to prepare a place is where he died. And when he's died, because his death removed sin from us. His death removed sin from us. Now that sin is removed, the Father can dwell in us fully. That's what he means by where I am. There also you may be. Where is he? In the Father. Where are we? In the Father. We are him have become one. So as Jesus says, my Father and I are one. Today I can say, my Father and I, we are one. So that's where settlement comes. That Christ has taken his place. Christ is not a part of your heart, but it's the fullness of your heart. That's where settlement is. And when that happens, you look at boiling things and you see peace. Right? You are not seeing peace because they are not boiling. But you are seeing peace because how you see is what is in your spirit. That's what you see. Because what is outside cannot control you. What is inside you controls outside. Isn't that why he said? What did he say? What did, what did Brother John say? Huh? He said, He that is in you is greater. Is that, is that what he said? Is greater than how many things? All things outside. Everything is inward, friends. Win the war in your heart, then you win it on the outside. We have tried so much to change situations using men's ideas. Thinking that if we talk to a man too well, that man will change his character. No, sir. A man's character follows his heart. Until that man's heart is changed, you can crack. You can shake him. You can terrify him. You can scare him to death. He may, if in fact, he may even admit that something is wrong. He may even ask answer altar call to rededicate his life. And cry to God, to to God, mm, I will never do it again. He will cry before God. Tears. Two weeks down the line, the man is back. Because a man will always come back to what is where in his heart. Doesn't matter how long he goes. And that's why I've been teaching you in this church. That to move things is to first move them in your heart. You first conceive your life as it is in your heart. You can see a picture of where you're going in your heart. And when you conceive that, 
Don't forget, I told you, the spirit of Caleb was already in the promised land when the physical body was not there. And he eventually made it. Those whose spirit remained in Egypt stopped at the gate of the promised land. They never made it. Now, look up here. Let me conclude. Was it God who chose who entered or who did not enter? Was it God? Look up. Are you, are you sure? Was it God who chose? Who chose? They chose. That's why when I say to people today, Uncle, born again, sir. Uncle, pastor. Uncle, sister. Don't be saying God has put you in the wilderness room when it is your ignorance and stupidity. Because those people were going around 40 days journey, 10 to 40 years. Was it what God wanted? No, but because their heart never changed. God doesn't need to test you with calamities and problems to prove, to prove what? No, so when you fail, God will not say, hey, see, <laughs> God say, I said so. Uh, okay, the secret is your heart. Tell your neighbor the secret is your heart. No, tell your neighbor he's talking about you. Tell your neighbor, say, say, say he's talking about you. It's you. Say, point to your heart. Say, it's your heart. Say, it's your heart. See, the breakthrough is your heart. The wealth is in your heart. The riches is your heart. The joy is in your heart. The prosperity is in your heart. The good health is in your heart. I was telling our coach, I said, don't spend too much time giving people techniques of what to do. Because until they see the truth in their heart, the techniques become difficult to do. And when they do it, it probably wouldn't work for them. They only do trial and error. But when you fix that man's heart, that man starts to see that food, the purpose of food is medicine. Then, to drink the things that you think was difficult for you, now you're going to sweet you. Because your heart has accepted it. So far. There is nothing that any man cannot stop. There is no habit that cannot be broken. There is nothing that cannot change. As long as that man's heart is changed. That's why I tell people, when I see people do things, I don't talk about what they do. I spend my time to get close so that I can affect their heart. If the heart is changed, the man is changed. Somebody say a loud amen. Are you with me so far? Are you sure you've been blessed today? What did I say to you? Christ in your heart. That's the answer for all things. That's the settlement of all settlement. I'm not talking about what you know you are here, here. I'm talking about that he is now your heart. As he is, so are you. As perfectly righteous as he is, so are you. As perfectly blessed as he is, so are you. In, in the same way, the world could not defeat him to bring about his purpose. That is also your reality. Now, when you start to move in this realm, Christ is now removed from your heart. Praise God. Was that good for anybody today? Are you sure? Come on, let's celebrate Jesus. All over this house. Amen. Let's celebrate Jesus. Come on, come on. Let's celebrate him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please bow down your head quickly. Thank you, precious Jesus. I was going to call out some people to pray for them, but I will not do that. What I'm going to do, rather, is to ask you to do it yourself. From here, and the key question is not about I know this, I know that. The key question is this don't forget the question you must explore is that where you are now, 
is a function of what you have believed. To move to the next level, you need to believe something for that next level. And the best of all that you can believe is that who Christ is, is who you are. It doesn't matter what your outside is going through or what is happening. Leave that one.